Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Burn Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time to prevent a war. I am Jenna Steber and I play Astra Blep, a fey adult half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. And I'm joined by... Andrew Hansen, playing Johnny Brightchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort Spa paladin. Eager to help and flex. Caitlin Stadahar playing Patty Hertz, a ratfolk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Lukemeyer playing Zelf, an elven battle chef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we are, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious DM and world builder, Justin Green. Justin, how are you? I'm excited for our uh, spinoff episode where Johnny's in prison. It's like an Oz <laughs> thing. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I think it'll be more like a Paddington 2 thing, but I, I don't know how many of us have seen Paddington 2. Is it like Oz? Does Paddington start a prison game? Um, kind of. Paddington Ooh. go to jail? Paddington goes to jail in Paddington 2, but then... No, stop. Genuinely, yes. It's a shocking sequence of events, but then he um, makes it a wonderful, beautiful place to be with his beautiful marmalade sandwiches, and he teaches the prisoners to love again. I don't think this is real. So it is like Oz. (laughs) It is now around 1 a.m., and Fainalyn, you guys have not rested since before Miss Morn's interrogation. Oh, Lord. Quit laughing at us. <laughs> what are our thoughts? <laughs> oh, God, what have we done is the question. I think Zelf wants to find some kind of a safe house. The first thing Esther wants to do is ditch Zelf so that we do have four separate storylines <laughs> for Justin to run. Justin's like, no, no, I usually wake up when this happens. The party is not split enough. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm kidding. Although it would be funny and I did really seriously think about it. <laughs> the moment Zelf and Astra have a chance to catch their breath down some sort of dark alleyway, Astra is going to turn to Zelf and say, okay, this is pretty bad, but I've got a place where we can lie low, okay? But you got to be chill, okay? <laughs> well, Zelf is on the borderline of a meltdown. He's like, oh, this is where it all goes bad, isn't it? This is where no matter how hard we try and how much training we've done, it just isn't enough, is it? Well, I've got 
good news in that this isn't the point where it all goes bad because it's already gone pretty bad. Yeah, I was thinking the same. <laughs> We're over the hump of it being bad. And so it's just bad now. I hope that helps. Um, we've got to get off the street and we've got to get off the street quickly. And I know a place. And what I want to do is uh, use my disguise skill to disguise us pretty quickly. And then I want to get us as quickly as possible to Astra's apartment. Great. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> Astra's apartment. Oh, my God. Wow, you might be friend level. <laughs> I'm so jealous. You can have a roommate in your apartment. But this is like her space, dude. Reluctantly, I think Andrew is correct that inviting you back to my personal space might make us friends. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, as soon as Astra splashes mud in Zelf's face and says, alright, this is your disguise, he pulls it together, he's like, alright. I probably still just have the keys on me. I don't think Astra's cognizant enough of her life to declutter her keychain. So she opens the door and she's like, everything's probably, it's a little bit of a mess I left quickly. I don't know if I have any food. If I did, it's been here for months, so we probably don't want to eat it. I'm just, yeah, come on in, come on in, come on in. I think it's pretty shabby. Astra's color scheme is kind of gold and purple is what she really likes. So it's got a really strong gold-purple color scheme. She's got, like, a nice little couch that's clearly, like, pulled off the street. But it's got some nice throw pillows. <laughs> Every doorway has beaded curtains. Even the ones that have doors on them, they also have beaded curtains. Of course. <laughs> of course. I love the commitment to the bead lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, so... beaded lampshades. The drawers have beads hanging off them. It's borderline unlivable. <laughs> beads on every surface yeah yeah there's bowls of beads but there's also like fortune telling shit like there's a crystal ball but it's kind of cracked and there's just like piles and piles of decks of fortune telling cards tarot cards and stuff oh, there's a clear gap in the room where her printing press formerly was <laughs> that's just kind of this empty <laughs> empty sad little corner you know it's nice it's pretty run down it's pretty secondhand but you can tell she was aiming for a comfortable, bead-heavy life. <laughs> so she pulls you in and she's like, yeah, just, um, I, you know what? The last thing I did in here was pack. So there's clothes everywhere. Just push those clothes right onto the floor and have a seat. Yeah, this is my apartment. Rent's paid up through the end of the year, so I just sort of kept it. You never know how things are going to go when you go off to boarding school, am I right? <laughs> well, self is going to run a finger along some countertops. <laughs> <laughs> disapprovingly four beads fall to the floor it's nice <laughs> oh my god it's devastating Paul <laughs> yeah I was just about to say that absolutely awful staggered I genuinely didn't know how to respond Astra doesn't notice <laughs> that you're being sarcastic can I see your kitchen? Uh, you're standing in it. Um, it's a hot plate. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bathroom down the hall where I get all of my water from. It's a shared bathroom, but it certainly makes the rent cheaper, you know? <laughs> so just make yourself at home. I don't... Um, there's a little bit of a kind of a corner fridge. I know it's not a full-size fridge like you're used to, but I think there's some condiments in there if you want them. I can just hear the disapproval of Zelf's silence. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Zelf is partially preoccupied by the fact that they just had multiple run-ins with adversaries 
and lost half their party. So he's thinking about that. <laughs> he's looking around the room. The last permanent housing he lived in was dormitory styled in one of the chairman's underground kitchen laboratories. After that, I've been living in motels. I like this lived in feel. It's a hard cut to Astra's face, and she's just got like this quizzical, sad expression. <laughs> like this poor, weird little cannibal man. He says, I am going to use your hot plate. Astra, what are we going to do about Patty and Johnny? Patty was in the tower. Probably Johnny and Patty are in the same place. Yeah, assuming Patty didn't make it out. Which she might have. She's scrappy. I don't have a plan with Johnny, but I've got an idea for Patty. And she reaches into one of the many pockets of her jacket and pulls out between her two fingers a feather token of bird. Oh, my God. Well, Zelf nods and says, I was really hoping it would be cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Astra, I never know what I can say around Patty. (laughs) But she likes cheese, right? I think she does. She must. But I don't know if it's a rat thing. I think it's just that cheese is really good. Aster will bite into the feather token. It's not <laughs> cheese. It creates a small bird that can be used to deliver a small message unerringly to a designated target. So it doesn't matter where they are. I just have to know the person. So Patty will not be able to respond, but that's fine. My message to her is just going to be Johnny's in bracelets. <laughs> We're lying low. And then this address. I don't know if that'll reach you in Fanolin, but here you go. Patty Hertz <sighs> on the trail of Ansel the Necromancer. On her solo mission. <laughs> As you hit the bottom of the stairs, you find that you are in a long tunnel walking down it. You begin to see what looks like ice sculptures of mm. like screaming humans. Oh, no. As if a person was scared, fleeing, and turned into solid ice. Oh, no. I love this. I feel like we all made the best choices. (laughs) I am so, so regretting my boldness right now. But this is who I am as a rat. I have to just accept it and accept the consequences that come with it. Love it. Patty, at the end of this tunnel... It kind of opens up into like a larger, like underground cavern almost. You see a shrine to a god that you don't recognize. You don't know any of this, but it's you can tell that it's religious in nature. You see Ansel's path continues up outside of this cavernous room, and you pull yourself through like a small hole in the ground. And you find yourself on the campus of Fainalin Academy. Oh, yes. It's connected. Fuck. It's fine, guys. I'm just going to go fight (laughs) and defeat Ansel on my own. (laughs) And I'll find you later. (laughs) No, we believe in you, yeah. Trip him, call him a nerd. (sighs) Done. Ice sculptures resembling people. Yeah. It's, you know, it's somebody's art. I don't think we need to look into it. (laughs) There's a sculpture miner that you can take. (laughs) An ice sculpture miner. There's a thin layer of fog rolling across some sturdy ivy-covered stone buildings, and the exit to the cavern is at the base of a large clock tower. 
Beyond that, you can make a perception check. Okay. Well, that's probably all I know because I rolled a natural one on my perception check. Mm -hmm. Justin, I know Patty just rolled a one on perception, but is it like even more gothic than the rest of family? (laughs) (laughs) So all around the edges of the campus, there's this black metal fencing uh, that's about like 10 feet tall, but also above the fence there is some sort of enchantment that kind of magically obscures what's on the other side. So it's sort of like looking into a murky impressionist watercolor. Patty wouldn't know this, but Astra would. It's to keep people out, to keep like that air of mystery. To discourage looky-loos, one might say. Yeah, they're just uh, a little (laughs) bit more exclusive, a little bit more magical. It's not for outsiders. It's only for those inside. Well, guess who's inside now? (laughs) (laughs) So you can see that. So you see the clock tower. There's like a large like grand hall. A couple other just school buildings, classrooms. You see two kind of like arenas. One of them you recognize as a triad blitz field. So that's like the popular sport in Irisol. So it's like a large tricolor field. And then you see a smaller, almost like a stage, but you recognize like the markings on the stage as being like competitive in nature, but you're not really sure of what, what sport this would be. Um... I'm going to ask this for the sake of asking it, <laughs> not committing down this path, but do I still see Ansel's trail at this point? Do oh, it. Oh, come on. Patty, like, Patty. I just want to know. I just want to know. After our last conversation, we just triple down on it. His trail goes into the clock tower. Oh, God damn oh, it. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's so perfect. I was really hoping you were going to say no. Stick to the mission. <laughs> Guys, I'm just... Follow your heart, Caitlin. We're not there to stop you. What could that little nerd do to you anyway? You're so cool. Here's my thought. It's real dumb for me to keep following him. But on the other (laughs) hand, I don't have any way to get in touch with anyone. I don't know what's going on outside the school. So, like, do I really have a better option than to just keep following him? And I'm thinking, probably not. I I don't know. I'm going to do it. I'm going to keep... I have chosen my path, I am committing to my path, and I'm going to continue following his trail. Yeah! I love it. This is how we talked ourselves into going into the judge's tower. We were like, well, if we just check it and see if like, there's a lot or something, then that'll tell us more for when we start planning, and then we just kept on going. This is just a pre-plan. Well, like, what else am I going to do? Just go hang out in the commons and, like, wait for you guys to catch up with me? I mean, Play some frisbee golf. Enroll. Yeah. Do a kegger. Yeah. I'm going back yeah. to school. Take over the cool girl click. I'm getting my master's degree. <laughs> you got to rush, Caitlin. Start a sorority. Oh my God. No, I'm going to follow his trail. I will join a sorority at Fainalin tomorrow. <laughs> Are you going into the clock tower? Absolutely. I'm going into the clock tower. All right. The first thing that you're confronted with when you walk through the door is a large memorial. So there's portraits, flowers, and mementos of missing students that people have put together here. Oh, that's sad. Even though it's late, you see a couple students kind of milling around this area, which seems to be kind of an open like lounge area. And walking through, you can kind of put together that this is sort of like the dormitory of the academy. You also I love this quickly place. lose Ansel's tracks 
in this <sighs> lounge area where there's multiple students moving around here and living here. Well, I'm kind of relieved to hear that, honestly, because <laughs> I didn't want to keep following him into some dark corner somewhere <laughs> and end up having to fight him by myself. I think Patty's going to, you know, take it all in and she's going to walk up to the memorial for the missing students and remove her beret hold it over her heart, take a good look at the faces of her missing comrades. And she's going to kind of look around at the other students milling about and just see if anyone else is is feeling the moment, the gravity of the situation right now. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You kind of lock eyes with a half-elf girl who is sitting on one of the couches nearby. And she walks up and goes... Do you know somebody that's been lost? Oh, not specifically, but I consider all of these fine young men and women and elves and gnomes and whatever they are. Mm -hmm. I I consider them all my people, my family, and I I feel such a connection to each one of them. I know what you mean. Fainalan Academy is such a tight-knit group. It's crazy to think that we've lost so many of us now. She kind of looks at you again. She goes, uh, sorry, are you, are you a new student? <laughs> um, I am a visitor to the campus. It's it's lovely to meet you. My name is um Maddie, and uh, I'm on a campus tour today. What's your name? Isn't it like 2 a.m.? Make a bluff check for your campus tour at 1 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to go great for me. I can't believe you didn't say yes. Okay. I have a 17 on my bluff check. She kind of nods. She's a little confused, and she goes, oh, uh, was it like a, an overnight tour? Um, don't worry about it. But, but yeah, I'm Maddie. What's your name? It's so nice to meet you. My name's Sasha. <laughs> Sasha, have you lost someone that's memorialized on this beautiful wall here? She nods and she points to a photo of a group of, of friends in the picture. And, uh, Sasha has like her arms around this girl. She goes, yeah, that's my first roommate when I was a freshman here at Fainalan Academy. She's been missing for six days now. <laughs> they think that maybe it's the goblins. Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. I hadn't heard about that. What makes you think that goblins are involved? There's a tribe of goblins that are fanatics against magic in general. They don't believe that magic should be allowed to exist. Normally, they're not very organized, but you know, they warn you don't let your familiars go too far to the edge of town because they might they might take them. But, you know, they've never taken students like this. Super grim. Oh, gosh. That's just, that's terrible. That's terrible. Patty's getting a little torn at this point because, I mean, we've been operating under the assumption that Ansel is causing these student disappearances. But now, now we've got this goblin scenario. I think I'm going to prod <laughs> her a little more. I think Sasha and I are getting on pretty well. So I've heard that there's a... Been a little bit of drama with some of the students lately, huh? Have you heard about that Pharrell guy? (laughs) Bad news, right? (laughs) You're so smooth. (laughs) She says, Maddie, if you're going to fit in at this school, I'm going to have to teach you a couple rules. And so she starts sort of like a montage that uh, isn't a lot of teen movies. So you had your makeover montage. Now you're having your (laughs) going around the school, getting introduced to all of the cliques. 
who are the cool kids and who are the uncool kids montage. Where do we sit in the cafeteria? Cultural immersion <laughs> montage. In Fainland Academy, the school of magic that you're in determines your status. Like the transmutation kids are like the jocks. <laughs> the, uh, the abjuration kids are like the student council. You know, she's just telling you these are the people you want to stay away from, blah, blah, blah. And she gets like the necromancers. They're always a little weird and antisocial, but Ansel Farrell, you, you probably shouldn't even mention his name around here. Bad news, huh? The worst. Like, he really made the Academy look bad, and that's not <sighs> something that they really stand for. Oh, yeah. Super uncool. Super uncool. What a nerd. <laughs> Patty's just kind of taking this all in. God, she has so much fun information and no way to get it to her friends. <laughs> <sighs> She's like, do you have a place to stay, Maddie? Did they set you up with that in this tour? You know, I have to say, the tour has been a little lacking. You gave me a much better, <laughs> much better idea of what the school's like through that cool montage than in my tour guide, wherever they wandered off to. I don't know. Who knows? It's uh, not the best service. But no, no. I mean... Do you think I could crash with you? I've, it's been really fun hanging out with you. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, absolutely. And she takes you up a couple flights at the clock tower and she lets you into her dorm room, wow. which is like just a one person dorm. Like, because now that she's an upperclassman, she doesn't have to live with anybody else. And, Damn. But she sets you up like some blankets and stuff on the floor and says, you know, I'll give you a, an even better tour in the morning. Oh my gosh, Sasha, you are the bomb.com. I have to ask, are you in a sorority? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I've been thinking about rushing and you yes. are awesome. <laughs> She's like, girl, just wait. I'll show you sisterhood you can't even imagine. Oh God, oh, now I'm afraid Lord. of Sasha. Oh, okay. oh, that's awesome. 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 Yeah. oh my God. Her witch coven. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that is basically what a sorority is. At Fatal Academy. <laughs> God, the girls in the craft were so fucking cool. I would join that sorority in an instant. Come on. God. Johnny Brightchild, you have been arrested <laughs> what? and taken no. to a small holding cell within the court of the Archmage. He's a good guy. It takes pretty much all 15 of the court arbiters to get you in there. Even with Johnny not resisting, it takes right. 15. Man, it sure would be great if I was helping you move myself, but I guess I just can't, right? I'm dead weight. Bro, bro uh, I love crowd surfing. See, I was imagining it was like moving a couch where you need people at different angles to sort of wedge him in. Yeah. Try to tilt him. No, the other way. I don't think that angle's gonna fit, man. Like, I'm just, oh, Ow! Ow! No! Ow! I'm just imagining it like when you're trying to like put a shoe on a baby and the baby is not able to cooperate and it's, but it's just kind of there. You're trying to jam the shoe on. It's all of those things because they've got to take the armor off me too, oh. right? And so I'm not helping them. God. Is Johnny the baby? Johnny is the shoe. <laughs> and the child is the baby. <laughs> okay, I got it. Like, you guys know I'm a paladin and a gavelin, right? And um, I worship the demigod Mjolni, you know, the cat demigod of gavelin who's, like, around here. Is there somebody from that disposition I could speak to? <laughs> also further, I'm a representative of Shadow Inn, so, like, you know, 
I understand you're all doing your jobs, but like, I also gotta do mine. So, move along. <laughs> move along. The guards have, <laughs> have kind of went back about their everyday lives. They're half listening to you. They're like, yeah, yeah, we'll get Molny out here tomorrow morning, buddy. <laughs> it doesn't have to be Molny. I know he's super busy, but like, somebody <laughs> from like my chapter and priesthood should know that I'm here. Because, like, I think you guys are holding me illegally without cause. And, like, that's not very lawful of you. I'm getting a lot of, like, my dad's a lawyer vibes from this. <laughs> my God's lawful good, so... <laughs> you can't hold me here. Yeah, like, I think it's kind of crazy that I'd be breaking the law. Like, you guys didn't even really follow proper procedure. You know, like, can I, like, file a report? <laughs> How does Johnny feel about the knowledge that Zelf and Astra just kind of left him here? Oh, I don't think that's really on his mind. What's more important in his mind right now is that there are people working within a bureaucratic system of law that are not following it properly. And it's really grating on him. <laughs> it's like very obvious. You're not following procedure. You guys are like doing an injustice. Like this is really crazy. But like I honestly think it's all a misunderstanding. If you guys don't want to deal with this or make the call, I understand. But like I kind of need to talk to somebody like really fast. Like Time is seriously of the essence. Like, people are going to die. I'm, like, allowed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you all thankfully can <laughs> heal, <laughs> rest, reset your abilities and spells. What does Zelf use the hot plate for? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Zelf has got a bag of holding, basically. It's a handy haversack. So he's got to have non-perishables. So probably some noodles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or beans, something like that. He makes a nice herbed soup. Wow. There's nothing more appropriate for a hot plate than some ramen noodles. Right? <laughs> okay, yeah. No, no, that's a good point. So, yeah, he'll make some spicy noodles. Just cooking helps him think, and it helps him to keep from his anxiety peaking. So oh. he does that for a while. I love the fact that Zelf has a bag of holding an incredibly powerful item uh, and is using it for groceries. <laughs> <laughs> Patty, in the morning, you wake up in a pile of bedding on Sasha's floor. You are momentarily disoriented, but then you see perched in the clock tower window of her room is a small bird. Yes. And that bird says, Johnny's in bracelets. <laughs> and then Astor's address. That is not what Patty was expecting. <laughs> but, I mean, she... She kind of knew that there was something funky going on when she found that crushed orb. There was some funny business. So is Sasha still there or has she left me unsupervised in her dorm room? I think when like the bird squawks and what, what happens? Does it like evaporate? I think it turns back into a token. Okay. But um, the token transforms from like silver to just wood now. So, you know, it's not active anymore. Cool. Yeah, when this bird like gives a final squawk, turns to wood and <laughs> falls over, <laughs> Sasha wakes up a, a little from the noise. She didn't hear any of it, but she's like, oh, good morning, Maddie. Oh, hey, Sasha. Oh, my gosh. I slept great. Your floor is so comfortable. Thank you <laughs> so much. I just realized, though, oh, my God, I have a super important breakfast meeting. So I have got to run. I so appreciate your hospitality, though. Oh, you are a real peach. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, well, 
if you want to come hang out with the girls later, just find me, I guess. Thank you so much for the offer. I would love to. I cannot wait to learn more about your chapter slash coven, whatever it is. It's definitely not creepy. (laughs) But yeah, thanks again. I'm going to skedaddle. So with that, Patty's going to make her way out into the hallway and I think attempt to somewhat surreptitiously get down out of the clock tower. Nice. Just casual. Just being casual. Yeah. You can leave the clock tower without issue. Excellent. Justin, did Sasha ever say what school of magic she focused on? I would say, yeah. So Sasha is from the enchantment school. Nice. An enchanter. Are they cool? She says they're very cool. She's a cheerleader. (laughs) (laughs) But still goth, right? Do you really think Patty would befriend someone who is not cool? (laughs) Are you kidding me? (laughs) So now that we're outside the clock tower, I know that Phelan Academy is like closed to the outside. Is there an easy way for Patty to exit the campus? Yes. Okay. I was like, am I going to have to like escape? (laughs) (laughs) You are able to easily leave Phenolan Academy as you walk through the iron gates. The strangely like blurry horizon like clears up and Phenolan the city (laughs) kind of comes back into focus for you as soon as you step outside. Okay. God, I mean, shit. I mean, is there anything else I want to do while I'm in here? Oh, man. I, re- I really want to regroup. I'm really scared by myself. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Patty's starting to lose her nerve at this point. She's kept up her facade for long enough. She's going to go ahead and leave and head towards the address that Astra gave her. Patty, you're kind of a distance away you're on the opposite side of Fainalin from where Aster lives. So you have a little bit of a trek. And while you make that, I will check back in with Johnny Brightchild. All right. You wake up uh, still locked in the holding cell. However, you do hear a familiar voice. Kind of parodying the exact thing that you said earlier. Like, you have a paladin of Gavelin locked up there. <laughs> you recognize that costume oh, instantly. No. Instantly cast you. Fucking of course. Oh, I knew as soon as you said that, that was awesome. I hate this guy. It's another NPC that no one likes, but Zelf really likes him. <laughs> you hear him long before you see him, but eventually Castian who is accompanied by two Arbiters and High Mage Windhorn approach the cell that you're in. The Arbiter steps forward and unlocks it, and you are allowed to step out. I nod deeply and respectfully to Castian, and then I uh, stand at attention to Archmage Windhorn. Because, like, I'm not, I haven't been uncuffed, right? I've just been lit out, so. As soon as you step out, the two arbiters get to work undoing the manacles on your, your hands and on your legs. I would like my stuff back, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Windhorn kind of nods to the arbiters and they go about getting that for you. Windhorn hmm. apologizes to you, Johnny. He says, I hope you understand that the situation looked pretty suspicious last night (laughs) i had to put my own safety first (laughs) archmage windhorn i have to apologize honestly sitting in the cell gave me a chance to like reflect and chill out and like (laughs) i understand that like sometimes i can come on pretty strongly like kind of hot and like probably like late at night entering through your like security (laughs) locked door like barging in 
telling you about like a massive conspiracy that threatens everyone in your city under your protection probably does seem kind of crazy in perspective. Yeah. Like I can see how it's your duty to be skeptical. It's just unfortunate like that this misunderstanding happened though. Cassian explains the situation to me. I had no idea that, you know, you were taken captive by Patty Hertz. But that motherfucker. (laughs) What? But now that I know the situation that you were in, you know, I'm more sympathetic to you. You know, I hope that giving her a second chance uh, a few years ago would have really helped her get on the the straight and narrow. Well, I mean, like, what? (laughs) I I don't know if that's right. Gastion, what? He says, don't worry about it, Johnny. Let's get on the road. Oh, man. Welcome to the midway point of this episode. It's me, Jenna, here to remind you that we have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bcbparty. Joining gets you access to like uh, some pretty awesome Justin original world building stuff, like a breakdown of the world's pantheon of gods, uh, the Ella flute stat sheet, content that was cut from episodes and more. That spooky Fae Forest audio I made for the last episode, yeah. That's up on Patreon at full volume, and you can actually hear me whispering the names of Patreons as I try to lure them nowhere. So I try to lure them nowhere, <laughs> but I hope uh, I hope I lure you to our Patreon. <laughs> but besides all of that, your support helps us independent creators continue to make this show that you enjoy. And you subscribing to the Patreon is literally what allows that to happen. So if that's something you can manage with your budget, please do consider putting us in your your roster of subscriptions. We we just, we'd really appreciate it. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at BCB Party or email us at bcbparty at gmail.com. If you're not following our Twitter and you want to see some fan art, the best way of seeing that is to join our Twitter. Well, the best way of seeing that is joining our Discord, which you can get to if you join our Patreon. But the second best way is to see the Twitter retweeting of all the really incredible fan art that people are putting out for the show. Okay, back to the episode. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So you're returned your weapons and your armor, and then Cassian kind of walks you out of the court of the Archmage. He's, you know, just running his mouth. He's like, I, I wish I could say that I was shocked that your teammates abandoned you, left you <laughs> behind to pay for crimes that they committed. But I guess it was only a matter of time before you became dead weight to them. <laughs> what? Oh, I hate him. Whoa, Cassian. I think you've got some, like, bad blood between me and my roommates. And, like, <laughs> do you want to air it out? I don't think it's very, like, becoming of a bright child to, like, talk so passively aggressively. (laughs) (laughs) Aggression only. (laughs) You can tell that Cassian is deeply conflicted, that he is wanting to say more than he is. Johnny, hopefully you can understand that there are some things that are above the two of us. And Oh, yeah, totally. Birds. Johnny like looks up. (laughs) I can't tell you exactly what crimes that Patty Hertz and possibly the others got into in New Haven. All I can tell you is that they're bad and eventually they will have to pay for those crimes. God, this guy. Hopefully you'll be far away from them at that point. He's not wrong. (laughs) He's also not exactly right. So... I understand that, like, Patty Hurts can, like, put off this kind of, like, harsh, hard-to-get-to-know cold vibe. (laughs) But, like, my master told me that we should make judgments from our heart, like, and not, like, necessarily rely upon things that we don't know for sure. Do you want to, like, come hang out with us and, like, get to know them? Like, Hmm. I totally get it, though. Like, using all available resources, like, might seem kind of sketchy at first, but, like, there are things bigger than us, you know? Like, I don't care about office hours when people are going to die. Damn. Johnny, your heart is one of the things that I admire the most about you, but 
sometimes we do have to use our head because not everyone is lucky enough to keep theirs. And he kind of tenses up a bit. Yes. What do you mean, bro? Casting against the line of the night. But I was with them like the whole time pretty much in New Haven. So like, I mean, there were a couple times. I caution you not to say that around the wrong people, Johnny. I wouldn't want you to get implicated in something you had nothing to do with. Uh Uh-oh. Bro, what's going on? Like, are you mixed up in something? Can I help? You're... You're mixed up in something, Johnny. I'm like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I don't think I am, though. So, like, I feel like somebody's got you all mixed up. Because, like, I think I'm pretty sure that I'm, like, trying to stop Ansel Farrell from, like, doing a bunch of bad shit in Fainalman and then, like, also burning Molny from dying. So, like, that seems straight enough, right? Cassian sort of shakes his head and he's like, what's this about Ansel Farrell? It's kind of complicated, but <laughs> do you know Glorhan, like, from, you know, the Academy and stuff? He nods kind of solemnly and he kind of does, like, the hand symbol of Gavilan. Johnny does it also, like, in response. <laughs> he's like, a crazy thing happened. Like, I was there when she died and, like, I, like, kind of, like, know her memories and stuff. And a lot of them kind of <laughs> pertain to her brother. He's a necromancer, bro. And it's, like, rough because, like, he might have destroyed, like, an entire town of people. That's what I was trying to tell Archmage Winhorn about. Cashin is kind of holding his head. He <laughs> looks you over. I'm seeing what I've got here. It's going to make an insight check to see if Johnny's crazy. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like, there's, like, there's some bad shit going on here. And one of the reasons why we were able to get in, like, or we even know to, like, go to Archmage Windhorns is because we were following a trail. Like, the necromancer might have gone into his office, dude. Who just rolled a three? Castian. Castian rolled a three. Okay. I had Castian roll Knowledge Arcana to see if he would have an idea of what happened with Glorhan's memories, what you're speaking of, if he thought that he had an understanding of that. He says, Johnny, it sounds like what you need is a squad that you can rely on. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Harville Glasscannon sent word back to Shadowin that he's not going to return, despite Mm -hmm. everything that we did for him, trying to keep him safe from the Winter Guard. Uh, I'm telling you this because there's an opening on our squad now. (gasps) Your rightful place was always with us. No, I'm sure Johnny. if she hadn't been forced to hide Harvold, then General Windstar would have chosen you herself. So you should think about that. This fucker. <laughs> we are going to go out to the temple of the cat god. Oh, man, I'm so glad you're here to check on Molni. There's like a lot of heavy stuff going on. And like, it really relieves me to know that like somebody I trust is on it. Thank you, bro. Take this time to really think about it. When we return to Fainalyn, Let's talk more seriously. Johnny nods and he's like, Brother, I promise you, as a fellow paladin of Gavlin, I will consider this offer to the fullest of my heart. I will let you also know that I am not currently thinking of accepting, but that to honor your suggestion, I will think about it. (laughs) And also, I wish for you to do likewise when I say that there is a very sinister plot here in Fanolin, and you need to be careful about who you trust. Cassian kind of nods. He looks a little sad. 
uh, a little distant, but he bids you farewell and you see him walk off and join the other two paladins in the squad and they kind of get on the road. Good riddance. Patty Hertz, you follow the directions given to you by the random bird token <laughs> and you have wound up in a miles long stretch of kind of magical shops. Ooh. <laughs> I love that. For the record, that is exactly where I was going to try and go next. Oh, so that's yes. great. Good instinct. Right outside of there is uh, a bunch of little apartment buildings here, and you find yourself in front of one of them. It's like a loft over a shop. <laughs> it's probably like split into two much smaller apartments, though. <laughs> <laughs> as much as Patty really wants to go shopping, <laughs> she's still scared and wants to meet up with her acquaintances, almost friends, <laughs> roommates, teammates. <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to go on up and she's going to look at the names on the door and none of them are going to say blep, but that's fine. No, she's just no. going to start hitting buzzers <laughs> until Astra answers. <laughs> that's excellent. Uh, that's a great point, actually. Yeah, there's one that says KB. Uh, and when you hit that one, eventually you hear, what? <laughs> hey, girl, it's me. I'm scared and I want to come inside. Will you buzz me up? <laughs> Uh, you hear the sound of a window opening and you see Astra stick her head out and look down to confirm that it's you. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming down, I'm coming down, I'll get you. God, well, Zelf is full paranoid. So he says, is it Patty or is it just someone who sounds like her? Uh, it looks like Patty. It sounds like Patty. It looks and sounds like her. Yeah. All it's right. a different rat girl. That's two out of three. <laughs> and I do have magic that you can do. I'm going to go. She's waiting. I'm going to go get her. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is my apartment um, oh it's very beady that's exciting. exactly what i was going for thank you so, so guys uh where's johnny he got put in prison oh boy it comes down to our most important mission yet patty zelf we've got to do a jail heist <laughs> we gotta break him out it's what i did it's not what johnny would want but it's what johnny needs Oh, it's absolutely what Patty wants. <laughs> well, Zelf nods, and he starts organizing his cutlery. He says, all right, we need to find where they're holding him, and we need to find the time that they're going to transfer him to Bitterhold Dungeon so we can intercept the caravan. <laughs> Patty's rummaging through her knapsack, and she's like, all right, I got my remote demolition bomb. I got my chroma grenades. I got my smoke pellets. Oh, we're set, guys. Okay, and we've got my ability to lie and distract. I've got all my magics. I think we're going to be able to do this. I think we've just got to go and case the jail. And, and then blow it up. <gasps> That's right. We can just blow it up. We don't have to wait for anything. <laughs> oh, Patty, you've done it again. I love this plan. It's a good plan. All right. Do we need to stock up on any goods from the market before we go out? I actually do need to get, um, I need a new feather token bird. I used my last one. I'm sure he's not in any imminent danger. And there's plenty of time to just, maybe we just swing by the shops on our way to the jail. I mean, if I know Johnny, I bet he put up a hell of a fight, probably throwing <laughs> fists and kicking. And I don't think he just went with them willingly and then sat in the cell and said, oh, no. I need my lawyer. And he's like really strong, like big. And yeah, I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah, let's go down to the market and stock up. Excellent. 
And Johnny, that's where you were wanting to head as well. After I file complaints about failure to follow procedures <laughs> in emergency situations. Fills out a form in triplicate. How is a quality system ever going to improve? Um, anyway, so, and then, and then he'll go to the wizard's market. In his mind, he's like, okay, help me, Glorhan's memories. Wait, he's like not very good at hiding the fact that he's a necromancer. So if I go to a bunch of wizards, and so his plan is to go to the wizard's market and start quoting some of the poetry that uh, Glorhan remembered. I'm looking for a guy who might be talking about masks in the rain. Like maybe some sort of like dark miasma that like suffocates. (laughs) Wait, Johnny, do your memories tell you what Glorhan thought? Of this poetry. <laughs> oh man. Justin, do they? <laughs> I think Glorhan was always very supportive, even though she found it trite. She thought, you know, everybody has to start somewhere. <laughs> That's sweet. Oh. She hoped it was a phase. <laughs> I was pleased to see him like thinking about the world in a different way. Aww. You know, I want to encourage it. Fuck. That's nice. I don't like that. Sometimes people do wear masks, you know? <laughs> you know, he's not oh wrong God. about that. <laughs> you probably know that Glorhan is actually like an extremely talented poet, but she only <gasps> writes poetry for herself in her journal. <laughs> she doesn't share it with anybody. Oh, no. The Wizard's Bazaar is like a mile-long stretch of carts and caravans. It's like a farmer's market, but all of the farmers are wizards. <laughs> I imagine like Pike Place in Seattle. So yeah. it's like multi-level, just like a maze yeah. of little shops. All manner of magical implements can be bought here. You've got your spell books and potions or whatever you can think of. Johnny, your method was to go around sharing poetry. The other three of you, what were you thinking of doing here? I mean, I just wanted to go shopping. <laughs> I was thinking of trying to gather information check to see if there was news of any kind of fight at the tower or Mm. news of somebody being captured and imprisoned. He wants to know what information there is around town to try to begin building some context for when they go do their jailbreak. Cool. Patty just wants to shop. Astro, what was your thoughts? Uh, Astro also (laughs) wants to shop. She goes, I've got a bead guy, and he always carries feather tokens, so let's go. I'm going to hit him up. It's this stall on this level, so just come back and meet me. Should we have a disguise? Should we make sure that nobody who sees us would recognize us (laughs) before we walk into this market? Oh, that's actually a good point, because you're both notorious criminals. (laughs) Well, and I'm just Astra Blep. Alleged criminal, <laughs> thank you very much. I was acquitted. That's fair. And um, Zelf, we don't know. I actually don't know what happened to your trial, but you're here now. <laughs> I was a witness. Uh, okay, so some atrocities. All right, well, I've got a fake mustache for you, Zelf. Perfect. <laughs> Patty, I've got one for you too, but I might not look right because <laughs> of your fur. So... <laughs> You know what? Just dig around in those piles of clothes on the floor. Something in there will be good for a disguise. <laughs> Costume closet. <laughs> Costume floor. Oh, yes. Patty's going to start digging around. She's going to use some fabric to change her beret into a turban. Whoa. And uh, is going to make yes. it very high, like a beehive hairdo. Love it. She's not going to put on pants because she's not going to stoop that low for the sake of a disguise. But she'll drape some cloths 
around her kind of toga style so that she's not quite as recognizable. We know things have gotten bad when Patty stoops to wearing pants for a disguise. (laughs) We're not that bad yet, guys. We're not there. High stakes. If you guys want to make whatever role goes with your plan, perception, diplomacy, disguise. (laughs) Roll for shopping. I'm making diplomacy. I'll roll disguise to help people out. Just as an aid. I got a 13 to help. I guess since I am disguising myself, I should roll disguise. I got a rolled an 11 for a 19 on my diplomacy to gather information about a flamboyant necromancer. <laughs> Looks like I have a 19 on my disguise as well. Nice. 19 club. I got an 11 on my diplomacy for gathering information. All right. So the four of you head into the bazaar each with your own mission to accomplish. Astroblep, you are able to purchase the bird token that you were looking for, for sure. Excellent. A lot of the merchants here know you by name. A couple of them sell your books. They will wave at you as you come past. One of them's like, look who it is, Astroblep. Thought you were maybe too cool for Phanolin now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they all have like, seen you at the AROP competition and things like that. <laughs> what can I say? Astroblep's moving up in the world. It's the brain gremlins. <laughs> yeah, one of them stops you and is like, hey, if you're still in business, I had a lady come through last week and buy the last three copies of brain gremlins I had. Oh, did, did she leave a name? <laughs> no name, no name. Hmm. But do you think you can do a rush <laughs> order? Like, Academy's hosting a Blitz game tomorrow, and you know that'll bring in the rubes. Ooh. I mean, the, the potential <laughs> customers. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Uh, I can't print any new ones, but, you know, I have a box kicking around back in my apartment. Uh, how many did you want? I'll take, like, 20. Okay, um, give me the money now. I'll swing by. Fuck. I've just made my purchase, so I'll, I'll drop the box off in the next like hour or so. About what do you charge for your books, Astra? Let me check in my inventory for the book that it's based on. This is based on an actual Pathfinder item <laughs> called the Book of Puzzles. And those go for, wow, those sell for 50 GP. That's crazy. <laughs> Ooh, that's a lot. Spendy. <laughs> poor peasants. Yeah, this like, is a just... shitty ripoff of that, though. So uh, in order to undercut <laughs> the market, she probably sells them for like, I mean, they're really poorly printed. So probably like 20 GP. Okay. The profit margins on that, though. Oh, yeah. Especially because they didn't have to do any work to create any puzzles. They're just stolen from this other book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he hands over 400 gold to Astra. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, I love doing business with you. <laughs> hey, if that lady comes by again, will you get her name for me? Yeah, for sure. Anything for you, Blep. Oh, you sweetheart. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, you guys, you might not remember, but I remember that a lady bought all of my books. Her name was uh, Madame Ogavia. Yeah, she left you a gift basket. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and now I'm worried, though. <laughs> I thought that was just nice. Yeah, that's a little concerning. Oh, yeah. It wasn't a one shot. No. Now she's buying up your stock. Yeah. It's turning from fan into creepy fan. Starting from nice item that Justin gave me to a subplot that Justin is going to know. <laughs> stalker. Hey, you just got 400 gold. So. Yeah. yeah. So don't question it. What are you complaining about? Yeah, just enjoy it. What did you end up rolling in total, Paul? And 11. And Johnny had a 19. So the two of you go about searching for information in the bazaar, talking to uh, some interesting people. Yeah, and Self is looking for just more general information, like what's the news in panel in that morning? 
Yeah, so definitely you are hearing a lot about the missing students, most of all. Ooh. That is really the number one talk of the town. Uh, sure. However, Fair. there is some rumors about the goblins. You hear one or two people who've gotten like some vague gossip that something went down in the court of the Archmage, but there are no solid details about it. Just something happened. But there's no like alert or like search for you guys or anything like that. No one's been given information to look for you. Interesting. So we don't have bounty sheets that we walk by. <laughs> no. However, Paul, looking out for bounty sheets as you walk around, you do find one, and it is for Oria Fortuna, the black cat woman that you encountered <gasps> Ooh, in New Haven's whoa. black market. That's the one I threw a drink on, right? Yeah. Indeed it is. <laughs> All right. Zelf is going to pull one of those down and keep it with him. It's a reward of $2,500. For Oria Fortuna's capture. Patty's on board with that. Self does want to keep an eye out to see if anybody seems like they're paying extra attention or possibly trailing the party. Because just because there's no official bounty doesn't mean there isn't somebody keeping their eye out for Team Bobble Flask Forge. Absolutely. Johnny Brightchild, as you go Mm -hmm. around telling people about this poetry, searching for necromancers... Mostly you're coming up dry, but eventually you do run into a merchant who's like, yeah, yeah, there was uh, a guy here, real dark hair, yeah, dressed uh, kind of dramatically. Yeah, kind of like hunched a little bit, like with a cape. Yeah, cape, yeah. like a burnt cape, asking, yeah, 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 yeah. asking for necromancy books. I'm like, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree, man. But he went down that way and he points you in one direction. He was like, he was here like 20 minutes ago, not even. Whoa, holy crap, dude. Thank you for the hot tip. You might have saved a bunch of lives. And like, I'll like give him some money for gold for the hot tip. <laughs> Justin, yeah. is there a back alley slam poetry scene? Holy <laughs> shit, wizard poets! Oh my god, oh my god, wizard yes. poets! That Ansel is yes. a part of. Uh, not that you know of. We're not cool enough to know about that scene, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Someday, if you have to ask, you're not part of it. Yeah. <laughs> All four of you, suddenly you hear, like, people start screaming. You hear, like, Mm. some crashing, things falling over. The noise just gets louder and louder and louder. And you turn and you see this gigantic sphere of, like, just force energy. It's about 15 feet tall, so you can (sighs) see it pretty far down the road of the bazaar, just heading south. I just had to pull up our calendar because I got real concerned that we fucked around too much and forgot that it was Revenge Day already. And I was like, no. Yeah, we shop for two days. That is tomorrow (laughs) evening. Oh, great. Oh, great. Well, then what the fuck is this? We have plenty of time to deal with this. Justin, am I close enough to make a knowledge arcana check to try to understand if this is a spell or a magic item or what I need to get closer? Yeah, you can run towards it and I will let you make a check. I think so. Oh, boy. Guys, we're staying together. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Paul's running, yeah. we're all running. Ooh, ooh. Whoa. I rolled a 20, Oop. plus my knowledge is a total of 32. Damn. So smart. This is the check I'm good at, not diplomacy. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to head towards it? Yeah. Absolutely. Astrid doesn't, but she doesn't want to split the party again. <laughs> Paul, that beautiful natural 20 that you rolled, you are able to identify immediately that this is the spell Telekinetic Sphere, and it has been cast around a tiny little house cat. 
<laughs> and so the house cat is just kind of running around kind of like a hamster in one of those plastic balls. Oh. And so it's just having fun, but it's like destroying the market. Like That's amazing. Overrunning stalls and people. Oh, no. But the cat is just like in its own little world having a good time inside of this giant telekinetic sphere. As you approach the cat in the sphere, you see Johnny coming in from the other direction also, ready to be a hero. <laughs> Whoa, gang! <laughs> Johnny! Johnny! Patty is equal parts thrilled to see Johnny and sad that she doesn't get to blow up the prison. Oh, I was really looking forward to that. Oh, we're still going to blow up that prison. Ooh. We're going to blow up the prison and Judge Woodhorn with it. But just for us. What do we do? What do we do about this? <laughs> we can't blow it up. It's a kitty cat. Oh, God. Do I have any dispelling magic? I don't think I do. Do you have, like, catnip, or would that make things worse? And that would definitely make things worse. <laughs> <laughs> it's now hallucinating. Do we know how the spell works? Like, it seems to block, like, projectiles and stuff, but can you put the cat to sleep? You can't physically get through it, but, yeah, any sort of spell or whatever can go through it. Just now I've got two questions. Yeah. Uh, number one, can I make a check on the cat to see if it's actually a cat or some kind of fey or transformed creature? Ooh. I believe this is my discerning pal ability. I want to see if this cat has any spell-like abilities. Okay. <laughs> I guess I'm just making that knowledge nature check. Question two is, is there any path away from the scene of destruction that they could lure the cat where it would cause relatively less destruction. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Like that. You could make a handle animal check. Yeah, I want to do Aww, that. Aw, cute. I'm thinking that <laughs> Zelf has some preserved fish in his haversack. Okay. So if no one else has a spell or anything like that, he's going to try to appeal to the cat's sense of taste. Johnny is trained in handle animal, oh. and he was going to do some to try and like lead the cat. Oh, he puts on cat ears and he makes cat noises? Well, I mean, yeah, of course. Like, that's well, as a follower of Molny. Yeah, yeah that's, that's part of the ritual. Sacred Aww. paw. It looks like a lucky cat. Yeah. Oh, there's actually like a paladin festival in Fainalon. Yeah. It's a cat cafe too called the Divine Paladin. Justin needs to be stopped. Justin is out of control. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was imagining like a giant feather on a giant stick, but I like this better. It has to happen in phases. The cats lose their interest in their fickle so you have to like use all of the techniques you know like a, a little wispy tail with a feather on it you know a little jingly bell a laser some crinkly yeah i rolled a one on all of nature i don't know what cats are <laughs> uh and so i got a 21 on my handle animal check mm. to attract awesome. this cat away from people if i have to lead the cat into like you know, say the jail <laughs> to avoid dealing damage to like other important civic centers. That's just how it's got to be. You can lead him over towards this kind of open area, less people. And with that handle animal check, you have got this cat's attention. You are not just the paladin of Gavlin, but a follower of Molni, the cat god. Yeah. And so cats love you. They have to. Otherwise, you don't get to be a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't even deal with that. 
Catboy Johnny. It's maybe yeah. my favorite variant yet. <laughs> These are some of my sacred garments, Astra. Like, and he like takes off his whiskers and his like ears and like delicately folds them. <laughs> my <and> sacred garments. <laughs> <laughs> he unpins the tail. Yeah, from the back of his outfit. Does the cat just chill? It, it, like, have we captured its attention? Oh, yeah. It's super interested in Johnny. Briefly. Follows him out of the bazaar to more of an open area where no one can get hurt. It is still inside of the giant 15-foot <laughs> sphere. Yeah. In the short yeah, term, we've solved okay. this, but... Can I touch the sphere? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't hurt or anything. It has a hardness of 30 and mm. about 60 HP to, like, break it. So it is mm. solid. Justin, with my knowledge arcana check earlier, do I know how long this spell usually lasts? Ooh. Yeah, could we maybe just contain it until it wears off? Yeah. Like, yeah, get the cat to have a nap. I mean, they do go to sleep all the time. <laughs> just like set up a bed for it. Yeah. Oh, a box. We should put down a box. It's going to sit in the box. But it, it can't get to the box. Like every time it gets closer, it'll push away the box. <laughs> it'll crush the box. And then it'll think it's inside it. Oh, that's sad. You know, we could use this ourselves and like knock down the tower of justice <laughs> how, how can we use this cat as a weapon <laughs> yeah we've been given this weapon by justin let's weaponize every cute animal friend we make the jerby has already been tactically useful why not this kitty cat yeah. 15 minutes or less all right i think we can distract a cat for 15 minutes justin self is thinking two things Either this cat has been deployed to cover somebody's escape, yeah, that was or somebody is watching and enjoying the destruction deliciously. <gasps> and if it's that, Self wants to see if there's anybody who looks suspicious. Ooh. For sure. Make a perception check. I would love to. Like a killer returning to the crime scene. That's the <laughs> exactly. investigator difference right there. I, I, I know. I am going to add inspiration to that for a total of 28. Uh, Zelf. You do see somebody watching. <laughs> a crowd has gathered around and is watching you guys, obviously. But is it Castian? <laughs> no. Who is this person watching? When he sees you see him, he kind of smiles and walks over. And it takes you a second, but you do recognize that it's Harville. Whoa. Oh, hey. it's Baby Angel. <laughs> His appearance has changed dramatically again. You can still see signs of Baby Angel, but he's kind of <laughs> torn and burned the edges of his sleeves and pants. Oh, no. <laughs> he's fallen Angel Baby. No. God. He's washed out the pink Guilty. from his hair, and he's let his dark roots come in, and he's brought back his eyeliner and black nails and dramatic red claret cape. Instead of a symbol of Gavilan, he now wears uh, what you recognize as the silver necklace that Glorin Hand uses an mm. arcane bond. He walks over, and he hands you guys a scroll of dispel magic, and he says, you know you are in a wizard bazaar. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I like what you're going for, though. God damn it, Justin. <laughs> Harvel. As upstanding citizens, <laughs> even in an emergency, we're not going to ransack the bazaar for useful magical items, please. I would have. <laughs> Johnny, the shopkeeper that you were speaking to earlier kind of motions for you to come over. Yeah. There he is. There's your necromancer. Oh, shit. This guy? Ah. <laughs> ah. What a fake out. You really <laughs> thought it was going to be that easy. You got us again, Justin. Well, there's a brief moment of disappointment, but he's like, thanks, dude. It totally helps to see my friend again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<sighs> your friends. He's trying to find necromantic spells. He wants to. He wants to raise the dead. Oh, I think we know who he's trying to raise. We have two necromancers now, Uh man, guys. Uh oh, we fucked this Uh up. Uh Oh, (laughs) we fucked Uh this up. Uh What an episode. Before I do the credits read, I just wanted to say a special and highly personal thank you to all the new Patreons that signed up recently as a now officially entirely independent creator. It means a lot to me to know that y'all like my work and you like the show enough to support it directly. And for folks who want to support but can't afford to become a patron, just know that spreading the word and getting your friends to listen and leaving reviews, it really does help. Like in the absence of the whole like elaborate PR advertising structure that like TV shows and movies have that's the really the only way a show like ours can find its audience. So once again, for now, and forever. Thank you. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Zdehar as Patty Hertz, Paul Luca Meyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Steber, as Astroblup, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Steber, and this episode was edited by Justin Green and Caitlin Zdehar. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.